Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for another edition of the 2022 Jets offseason roundtable. We've got a return guest. Last year, we talked about everything involving the Jets, and we even slighted New Haven Pizza in the process because, let's be real, it's not bad, but it's not New York or even New Jersey pizza. So, of course, to bring that point home again and talk all about the Jets' 2022 offseason, our friend who is a baseball writer for the Sporting News, Mr. Joe Rivera. Joe, what's up, brother? Scott, thank you for having me on, my friend. I really appreciate it. I'd just like to point out I am making a birthday appearance on the uh, Play Like a Jet podcast, so I'm very, very excited to be here on my birthday. This is a great birthday present for me to be on your great podcast, so thanks again for having me on. Wow, that's awesome, Joe. I'm honored, and happy birthday. Thank you much. Thank you much. So let's talk about the Jets here since it is your birthday, and I know you love to talk about the J-E-T-S. And we'll begin with the head coach, Robert Sala, and his staff. This was year number one for them, Mike LaFleur, Jeff Ulbrich. There were some ups and downs here, to say the least, which you're going to expect from a rookie coaching staff. What would you think overall from Sala and the rest of his squad? I thought the staff was pretty good. I think that, you know, if I had to put a grade on it, I'd give him a, a B-. minus. Um, you know, I'm, I'm much higher on the offensive side of the ball and what Michael Floor did. I mean, I think we all saw the change once he moved up to the booth and 
uh, it's a different game up there. It really is when you can see things from the booth and he really got into a rhythm. I think that's a big part of it. Uh, another big part of it is the fact that he uh, was first time play caller, which I think there's a definite learning curve there too. Um, you know, getting your feet wet and going from there. I think on the defensive side of the ball, they obviously dealt with a ton of injuries, right? And and, and to key contributors too, like Carl Lawson go, goes down before the season starts. Um, Lamarcus Joyner, like he's another guy who's expected to be a big part of the defense, you know, even a rotational guy, but that he helps on the back end. Um, you know, you look at uh, Curry was another guy that they were expecting to be another rotational piece to, to, to help with the pass rush, and he doesn't play the season at all. So, you know, a lot of people like to say, well, you can't use injuries as an excuse. It's not an excuse when it's a legitimate reason. <laughs> you know, like when you lose those guys who are expected to be a big part of your defense all season, it's like, you know, it's it's not it's not excuses. It's legitimate reasons. So I think that, you know, the defense was bad. It certainly underperformed at times. I was impressed with what the coaching staff did with the cornerback situation. Obviously, you saw a big step up for Bryce Hall. You saw, you know, Brandon Eccles really showed you something this year, and you hope he can improve in year two, at least to be a depth guy. But overall, I think Salah did a pretty good job. There were times this season where they could have just fallen apart and getting blown out by 50 points every game. But you saw they kept fighting in a lot of these games, even the games that got away from them. So I'm, I'm generally satisfied with what we saw this year. They, they do have some work to do next year, but I am encouraged with, with what the staff has done. How about Joe Douglas? He's been here a little bit longer. This is his third full offseason. Where are you at with him so far? It's That's a tough one, right? Because I'm more forgiving of Douglas, and I'll admit that, um, because I look at his, his 2020 draft, and a lot of people obviously rip it and – uh, obviously, you don't get anything from from Cameron Clark, who's now retired, unfortunate injury. You don't get anything from James Morgan. Obviously, he couldn't even morph into that long-term back role, which is what some people thought he might be. Ashton Davis showed you some flashes, right? Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan was a guy that was taken, and you thought he might show you something, but then he barely saw the field this year. So you can't say it's a wash when you get you still get a few starters. You're looking at Beckton, Bryce Hall, you know, Braden Mann. We'll see what he kind of develops into, but... Um, his 2021 draft, when he's aligned with a head coach, which, you know, he gets to pick his own guy and their own philosophy, you saw instant, instantly uh, how much better that draft was. And, and a lot of those key contributors, you're talking Michael Carter at, at cornerback, Michael Carter uh, at running back, both of those guys, you know, mid-round picks, and, and they both really played well this year. Um, you know, Elijah Moore, obviously, who's, who fits seamlessly into the offense this year, and you hope he can stay healthy next year. Uh, jury's still out on Zach, obviously, but I think he did improve a lot towards the end of the year. At least he was better, you know, decision-making, taking care of the ball, but I, I'm more forgiving of, of Douglas. I think he needs to really go out and be aggressive this offseason in free agency. That's a big key for him. Um, but I, I do think that really, I, I really believe that coaching staff plays a lot into what you're doing in the draft. And I don't think that Adam Gase really knew what he was doing at head coach. I think that's, you know, kind of a given, but also when it comes to the, to the draft where Douglas was kind of just plugging in, in these guys who might've fit the gay system and the gay offense, and it just didn't work. So you saw a big change. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see more from him in free agency. I'd like to see more from him in the trade market. You have the picks go out and get a good veteran guy, no matter where he is, hopefully on offense. But uh, overall, I think Douglas has done, has done a good job. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In Colorado, you can legally gamble in Blackhawk, Central City, Cripple Creek, and licensed online sports betting. Protect our communities. Learn more at PlayLegitCO.com. A message from the Colorado Division of Gaming. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The two most important pieces from the 2020 and 2021 drafts, respectively, are Mackay Becton and Zach Wilson. How nervous are you about Becton right now, particularly his health? And where are you with Zach Wilson? Are you optimistic? Do you think he still has a lot to prove? Or are you of the opinion that he's definitely the guy going forward? Yeah, Becton scares me a little bit, if we're being honest, uh, the, at least from the weight perspective, because we, we did see he has a year of good tape in the NFL. So it's not like he was a bust out of straight out of the draft. We know he can play. We know that he can play. So it's not a matter of, of his skill level or his talent level. We know that he can be a good starting tackle in the league, but clearly the weight, um, you know, and, and Sally even alluded to this over the senior bowl weekend and press conferences that he has to come in motivated and he's got to come in in shape. And we did see before the start of the season, he, you know, working out with Duke, uh, Duke Merriweather and, 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 um, he was obviously in shape and he was looking great. He was looking slimmed down, maybe lost 20, 25 pounds. And, you know, the injury happens. It's a freak injury. You know, a guy gets thrown into the back of your knee. Like that's, that's not a weight thing at all. That's just a, that's a freak accident happening. But, you know, I, my concern level with Beckton is probably like a, maybe like a five or a six right now. Hopefully he can get motivated. He could stay in shape this, this off season because him coming back and being improving on his rookie year after missing all of his, his 2021 season is um, that's going to be a big, obviously big help for the offensive line as far as Zach goes. And, and I think that I don't think that he was as bad as his numbers indicate this year, to be honest, especially towards the end of the year, he was taking care of the ball more. He was making the right, right decisions with the ball. Um, You see the arm talent. He really settled down. Uh, he wasn't missing a lot of the gimme throws towards the end of the year, like he was in the in the middle, the beginning, in the middle of the season. Everything post injury, he was really starting to look like he was coming coming around a little bit. 
And I think with quarterbacks, and, and this is the big problem with the NFL today, is that fans see the Joe Burrows of the world and the Justin Herberts of the world, and they get so intoxicated with this idea that these guys are instant plug-and-play guys. But you saw four out of the five first-round rookies this year didn't really play well. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that's unfair to Trey Lance, but even in his limited, you know, game and a half that he played, he wasn't really – he wasn't great. You saw issues with, with – um, processing and, you know, that's going to be an issue for all quarterbacks, but uh, progress is not linear and, and rookie quarterbacks still have to figure out this game. They have to figure out the speed of the game, what they can get away with. So uh, I'm optimistic with Zach. I do think that he showed you something after the injury this year um, that can, that you can really build on. And a lot of it's going to be who they can surround him with this off season. I think tight end is a big, big piece of what this offense needs moving forward. Um, but I am optimistic with Zach, especially with the skeleton crew on offense that he was he was dealing with towards the end of the year. Joe, internally, the Jets have some free agents they've got to make decisions on. The number one guy that everybody wants to focus on at the moment is Braxton Berrios. A little bit of a receiver, a little bit of a gadget player, all pro kick returner, certainly has found a role here. The question is, how far are the Jets going to go to try and bring him back? Morgan Moses helped hold down the offensive line with Mekhi Becton's injury. Now he's a free agent. You mentioned LaMarcus Joyner before. There's a guy that the Jets might have to decide whether they want to try and bring back on a cheap one-year deal. Marcus May, last year at this time, everybody wanted the Jets to sign him long-term. By now, I think that the prevailing wisdom is in the opposite direction. Most Jets fans seem ready to see Marcus May go, especially if he's still looking for a long-term deal. So there are a lot of players on both sides of the ball that the Jets are going to have to make some decisions on. Who do you think should stay and who do you think should go? I think I don't want to say Braxton Berrios is a must sign, but I do think we're at the point now where we can't, where the Jets can't keep letting guys like this walk out the door. Um, he obviously overperformed a lot of expectations this year. He developed a rapport with Zach. He's going to be a solid depth wide receiver moving forward. Uh, he really flashed in the offense, especially on sweeps. Uh, he's shifty in open field. He's he's got good speed, and and then he what he does in the return game. So I, I think like everybody saw that $9 million number a year and, and like, yeah, that's a lot, especially for his role. But at the same time, I think we're at a point now where I'm, I'm okay giving him, you know, three years, $30 million total with like 12 million guaranteed and most of that front loaded and, you know, away we go after that. Um, you have a lot of cap space this year. Uh, you're going to have a lot of money coming off the books the following year, depending on how they, how they structure it and, and the contracts that they pick up, but uh, I don't think money is an issue there. Uh, and he's a guy that, like I said, he fills so many different needs for this team right now. And he seems well liked. He seems like a good locker room guy and and the fans love him too. So I think we're at a point now that we, we can't afford to let a guy like Berrios go because what message does that send to other guys in the future that he might not be a homegrown guy. He might not be like a home drafted, uh, a drafted guy, but he's still a guy that you want to keep. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I don't really see there's a lot of guys. I mean, Foley Fadukasi, if you told me before the season, he was going to be a guy that, you know, you'd want to retain, yes. But at the same time, I don't think he showed you enough this year. And and run stuffing defensive tackles, you can find those guys pretty much anywhere, and you can find them relatively cheap. And um, it's unfortunate because it looks like Steve McClendon really rubbed off on him to be a leader, and he was a leader this year, and he's a vocal guy, and everybody seems – he's another guy that seems to like him, but – I'm not sure he's a guy that that has to stay. Uh, Joiner, if it's like a one-year prove-it deal, that makes sense. Um, 
you know, coming back off injury, whatever the case may be. I think that makes sense, but they're going to have opportunities this offseason to find upgrades on the positions that they have, especially at safety. Um, or maybe you look in the draft somewhere to figure that side of the ball out, but you do need to, you need to sign some of these guys that they have as free agents because Barrios is, I don't want to say he's priority number one, one um, a, but he's the guy that you have. I think you almost have to figure out because of so much what he does for your team. And those aren't really guys that you find everywhere, every offseason. Joe, what would you try to do before the draft and free agency in the trade market? Obviously, there are some big ticket items out there. Marcus Williams, the safety from the Saints, has gotten a lot of buzz. The Jets have a gaping hole at the position. Williams is 25 years old, and he's not going to get franchise tag because the Saints are $70 million over the salary cap. So that seems like a likely target. The trade market, we've heard the names of Mari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Daniil Hunter. So there are some veterans available. And Joe Douglas did say in his year-end presser that he's open to the idea of trading for veterans. How would you attack free agency and the trade market heading into the draft? I think for me, you almost have to, you have to see what's up with Calvin Ridley. That's the one that makes the most sense for me. Um, you're you're going to be able to to pay him what he wants. The question with him is everything that's happening between the ears, obviously, and you hope that he's healthy and obviously mental health is nothing to, to make light of. But there's also a, a point like, you don't know this guy like just kind of up and quit his team in the middle of the season for his reasons, you know, his totally legitimate reasons, not trying to make light of it, but you can't afford to trade premium draft capital. We're talking second, you know, whatever the case may be, second and fourth round pick. I don't know for a guy like Ridley and then decide and then him decide, you know what, I'm not playing this year or I'm still dealing with what I'm dealing with and I'm not going to be able to play. So uh, it's a risk. It really is. Um, outside of it, it, it's like a perfect fit for, for both sides, but I still think that's a massive question mark. You know, Amari Cooper, another guy that gets separation, um, yeah, I'm not sure that he's going to go, especially with Michael Gallup, the free agent and dealing with the ACL injury that he had. So it's tough for me to, to see him really go anywhere. DK Metcalf's another guy. If Russell Wilson's going to be there another year, it's tough for me to try and justify if I'm the Seahawks to try and justify trading him uh, when this is probably going to be Wilson's last year, maybe Pete Carroll's last year in Seattle, try and figure out a championship. So uh, Ridley's the guy that to me makes the most sense. Uh, Daniil Hunter's another guy, obviously edge rusher. You want, you want someone on the edge to, to compliment Carl Lawson. A lot of that has to do with, you know, what you're looking at in the draft too. Do you think uh, Thibodeau and you think Hutchinson are going to be gone before the number four picks? So there's certainly options and there's always going to be the guy that gets traded or that hits the trade market that nobody's expecting who nobody really knows. So for me, I think that Calvin Ridley is, is the guy that makes the most sense uh, in this offense right now. Uh, to try and figure out, but make no mistake that whatever he's dealing with mental health wise, that's still something that's a major hurdle in any deal that might get done. Let's talk draft now, Joe. The Jets have five picks that are within the top 70. They've got a lot of ammo here. They've got two picks in the fourth round as well and two picks in the fifth. Plenty of room for Joe Douglas to use these picks to really improve the team on both sides of the ball, which they're going to need to do because a lot of people are talking about focusing on offense. But the truth of the matter is, Joe, we both know that defense was the worst in the league. And if it's anything close to that bad this coming year, Joe Douglas is in a lot of trouble. And honestly, Robert Sallow would probably be on the hot seat going into year three as well because the defense is supposed to be his calling card. And regardless of who the Jets have, on the field, if they can't be better than 32nd or if they're right in that range, 
that is not going to bode well to ownership. What would you be looking to target here in this draft? Are there any specific players that you like in the first, second, third, fourth rounds? Well, I think the the number one name that you've heard a lot of Jets fans um, is Trey McBride, right? He did the tight end out of Colorado State in the second round. Now, listening to the way that a lot of these analysts and a lot of the draft guys talk about Trey McBride, there's no guarantee that he's going to be there for either 35 or 38 in the second round. It's just what it sounds like right now. So um, there's no denying that the Jets have a gaping hole at tight end. It's a system that really needs a tight end to work the middle of the field. Uh, it's a, and a tight end is is usually a, a young quarterback's safety blanket, right? So a guy that can get open with regularity and and who has the physical gifts that that McBride has, he might not be the biggest tight end target out there, but he's a guy that can move with the ball, which is something you'd like to see. Um, so he's a guy you're going to hear a lot about, and I think that he makes a lot of sense for the Jets. It's just a matter of whether or not he gets there in the second round. Now with the first two with their first two first round picks, that's where it gets interesting because. It all depends on what happens before number four. Um, if both edge rushers, if Hutchinson or Thibodeau are both gone by the time the Jets pick, then I'm looking at offensive line there because I'm not taking Stingley uh, with injury issues in the last two years. I know that everybody loves him a lot for his, his man skills, his man covered skills, and him being a really good prospect. But there's a lot of things that scare me about taking a cornerback top five. Um a lot of things. And his health is at the top of that list. Um, Kyle Hamilton is another guy that everybody talks about being generational, but I can't, that's a luxury pick. That's a pick that you make when you have nothing else to worry about. And it's unfortunate because you might be passing on a guy who's a gold jacket player, but it's also at, at that point, picking a, picking a safety at number four, isn't, isn't the wisest move. So for me, it's offensive line at that point. And Evan Neal might be off the board too. Maybe the Jaguars take Neal number one overall. Uh, maybe Aquanu is there at number four. Maybe he's a guy that you you pick, you pick take there. Um, so it really depends what happens before the Jets pick there. But if it's not edge rusher, if it's not offensive line, then it's tough to see really. At pick number 10, that's I, I for me, that's a slam dunk trade down spot, depending on if there's a quarterback available on the board. Now, I think that teams will fall in love with, with Malik Willis um, at that point. I, I think that his skill set, you see, you see teams draft for traits now more than anything else. They draft for traits more than projectability, more than anything else. Uh, and, and Willis is a guy who has all the traits that you want. He's got a massive arm. He's mobile. Uh, you hope that you can refine some of his accuracy things and really figure it out. But uh, if he's on the board at 10, if Kenny Pickett's on the board at 10, uh, which I think is there's a likelihood of that happening, then I, I do think that there's an opportunity for the Jets to trade down and maybe take a wide receiver who's falling. Now, for me, uh, sorry, this is a long answer, Scott, but for me, it's at, at that point when you trade down from 10, if, if Jamison Williams is still around and I know he's dealing with the ACL, do you take a risk on, on taking a wide receiver at that point? So uh, at 10, if you're sticking there, I'd take a wide receiver. Drake London is a name that a lot of people are talking about. He gets Mike Evans comps. I'm not sure I really see it, but um, he's a guy that a lot of people are talking about. He doesn't really fit the system either. Uh, he's a guy that you would probably have to game plan for specifically and put him in specific sets to really use him, which I don't think that's something that they want to do. So, uh, you know, it's a long way of saying who really knows, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of different directions they could go because they have a lot of holes to fill. But at number four, the two guys that I really don't want to see, and this might be unfair, are Stingley and Hamilton. I just I can't justify the pick there. Joe, last question. Since you're a baseball writer, I had to throw this one out at you. 
we just had the Hall of Fame announcements, and David Ortiz is going into the Hall of Fame. Now, we all know David Ortiz appeared on the Mitchell Report, and a lot of these other guys that have been heavily accused of taking steroids or in some form or fashion have been proven to have taken steroids. And you can throw out whatever names you want. Clemens and Bonds are the two most obvious ones. Those guys didn't get in, despite the fact that, obviously, they were dominant players. And if it wasn't for that cloud hanging over them, they would have been in first ballot, no question about it. So I was curious what your thoughts are on this whole process, because the way I look at it is, you've got to go one way or the other and be consistent about it. If you want to keep all the steroid guys out, fine, do that. But if you're going to let in David Ortiz, I don't see how you keep out the rest of these guys. And that's what got on my nerves because there are plenty of people that are talking about how Ortiz is this great guy and he didn't have this long, drawn-out history like Clemens and Bonds. But to me, what it really comes down to is the writers, and I'm not trying to pick on your colleagues here, but they tend to like Ortiz and they don't like Clemens and Bonds. But all three of them cheated and we all know it. So if one of them goes in, they all should. Or none of them should That's where I come down on this What do you think? Because I know this is a very controversial subject Yeah, you know, you know, Scott The first thing I'll say is I am a BVWA member I do not have a Hall of Fame vote yet And I'm not saying you're doing this at all But the one thing I think is unfair Is that people kind of blanket the BBWAA As a read like, you know Everybody has their own reasons for voting the way that they do That said um, If I had a vote, all the steroid guys are getting in And Throughout the years, whether it was Greenies, amphetamines in the 1970s and 1980s, um, whether it was Babe Ruth injecting sheep testicle extract in the 1930s to try and give himself a boost, um, you know, in the 1920s, like everybody tries to find a way. They try to find an edge. And for me, it's unfair to penalize guys like Bonds and Clemens when Major League Baseball wasn't testing. They were turning a blind eye to the stuff and then decide, you know what, we're, we're not going to let you in the Hall of Fame because baseball wasn't paying attention to you. And it's unfair to guys like Sammy Sosa. He, he, Sosa hit 600 home runs, and it feels like he's a forgotten man. And he's a major part of baseball history with that home run chase in 1998. So if I had a vote, I would vote for all the steroid guys. And it, a lot of it is because I didn't see these guys inject. I don't know for sure. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. we know that guys were suspended for it. Bond's head grew to the size of, of a beach ball. We all know this. I, I mean, there's, there's truth to this. Uh, guys have tested positive, so we know it for a fact. But um, it's, it's unfair to pick and choose which guys you want in. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. Uh, and that never made sense. And I know a lot of it, too, is the, is the character clause that, that writers have to vote on. And, um, you know, was this guy a good ambassador for the game and this and that. But it just seems unfair. It seems very picky choosy on who, who these guys want in and who they don't. Again, maybe that's unfair because – you know, everybody has their own reasons for voting. Everybody has their own reasons for keeping certain guys out. But for me, Bond should be in. Clemens should be in. Uh, they're what they the marks that they left on the game are, are undeniable, absolutely undeniable. And the fact that they're not in is is just it's it's baffling to me. It just doesn't make any sense. And of course, they would have gone into the Hall of Fame even without the steroids because their first acts of their career were good enough to justify being in the Hall of Fame. But I do think it's all a matter of consistency. You either put them all in or you keep them all out, but you can't pick and choose like you just said. That said, I would sooner put every single person who's ever been 
been suspected of using steroids in the Hall of Fame before I'd ever let Pete Rose in. But that's another discussion for another time. Joe Rivera, baseball writer for the Sporting News. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about the Jets 2021 season and, of course, the upcoming 2022 offseason with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to check you out on social media and read your articles for the Sporting News, how can they do that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Uh, if you're a Rutgers student, please take my class. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. I will help you out best I can. But uh, anything you want to read, you can find me on sportingnews.com and on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. There you go. Follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Read his work in the sporting news. And make sure that you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great breakdowns. Kayvon Thibodeau, will he be there at number four for the Jets? If he is, should they draft him, the outstanding edge rusher out of Oregon? Luke breaks down his all-22 and lets you know what he thinks of Thibodeau as a prospect. He's also got breakdown of Traylon Burks, the outstanding receiver from Arkansas, Trey McBride, who Joe talked about before, the tight end out of Colorado State, and a lot more. So watch the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And give us a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.